Welcome to Pleasant Grove Church, where Reverend Dr. Classy M. Preston is the pastor. A place where the Word of God impacts and transforms your life. Let's listen to a power-packed message already in progress. so glad that we are safe in your arms. In a time when there is so much going on, so many people are hurting, we are so glad that we are safe in your arms. Lord, we are grateful to you for being a God who is our fortress and our refuge. So, Father, I pray that you would move as only you can, that you will saturate this place with your holy presence. For, God, we need you now more than ever. Father, we surrender every agenda pray that you would have your way as only you can we thank you for the privilege of worship worship is a privilege for Isaiah reminds us that there are angels worshiping you all day long but yet you have allowed this broken vessels to enter into your worship space Lift up the name of Jesus. For that we say thank you. Thank you that last night. That our bed was not our cooling board. The covers that we covered with. They were not our winding sheets Lord God. We thank you that you touched us with a finger of love. And have allowed us to enter into the sacred space. To give you praise honor and glory. 
We thank you, God. Now, Father, I pray that you would stand in this broken body. Think with my mind and speak that your sons and daughters will be edified. The devil will be horrified as we glorify your name. So we thank you for all that has occurred, for every soul that will be touched. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. Safe in his own. You certainly give honor and glory to the shepherd of this church. Let's put our hands together. I thank Pastor Preston for the privilege. He is one of the hardest working pastors. Very hard in this 155th anniversary. All doing a great job. And I'm so grateful and thankful to God for our multimedia ministry. Come on, put your hands together. These are some hardworking folks. While the rest of us are at home, they've been here every Sunday since this thing started and it's not just a sunday thing i know it's not just a sunday thing because they prepared all week long and i've been in some meetings throughout the week as we planned so these brothers and they've been in meetings throughout the week they're preparing for sunday so i just want you brothers to know we appreciate you. we thank god for you your, your sacrifice i think about you all the time and I praise the Lord for you because you're making it possible for the rest of us to worship every Sunday. We say thank you. And to this awesome, talented, I'm going to get my 10% ministry here at Pleasant Grove Church. Y'all on fire, the praise team. When that album comes out, I'm going to get my 10%. So I'm putting out there in the atmosphere. I'm getting my 10% when the album comes out. So it's out there now. I can't take it back. Brother Gino, as I told you on Sunday, I think God has and has been doing something wonderful to you. You bless us every Sunday, standing in. We thank God for you. We thank God for you. To the musicians, I do not take you all for granted either. It's a lot of hard work. Amen. Awesome team. Boy, I thought I could play drum, but boy, you put me to shame. Praise the Lord. And yesterday we came out. You know, I, I'm a softie. It really almost put me to tears. I got here and ordered a 10. There were so many folks already. Preparing to give out groceries and the food item, and I was just like, my Lord. To see the cards that were lined up and the blessing that were given, I, I just, I, I, I'm not going to call a name because if I call a name, I'm going to miss something. But to the ministry at Pleasant Grove Church that is so committed to feed the time when so many are going through food scarcity, we thank God for you, for every volunteer. We praise the Lord for you as we certainly endeavor to serve God 
with loving connection. And we say thank you. And now there is a word from the Lord. We found it in the book of uh, Psalm 46. Lord laid his sermon in my spirit. The upcoming presidential election is causing a lot of stress and anxiety in this country. Many people are anxious to see what the outcome of the election is going to be. In the past two weeks, I've received countless robocalls and texts reminding me to vote, and I'm sure you have as well. Some people are anxious about the economy as millions have lost their jobs since March. COVID-19 is causing panic and agitation all over the world. Scientists are not sure if and when a virus is going to stop spreading. No one can predict how many people will die by the time the pandemic is over. The, the dysfunction in our political system is worsening the social divide in our nation and putting us on the brink of a civil war. Since the beginning of spring 2020, more than three million guns have been sold since March. In June, background search for firearms were up 136% from a year ago. That means that a lot of folks are buying guns and getting ready. One wonders why. I, I must confess, Reverend Paula, if I ought to be honest, I thought about buying a gun myself. I've even had the conversation with Sister Joseph. I said, baby, we need to have at least one gun in the house. A growing number of African Americans are leaving the country and going back to Africa. I don't know if you, know, you all knew that. Because of the racial discrimination that exists in this country. Indeed, many black and brown people are in a state of panic. They are afraid to even go to grocery store. Last Saturday, I went to get my hair cut, and my barber's wife brought him lunch. And she was accosted by a man who was cursing at her. A white man was cursing at her because she was black. And he came inside and said, I've never seen nothing like that. That my wife has to deal with this while trying to bring me lunch. Black men and women are afraid to get shot by the police because we've seen so many cases on television. 
Every time my son gets ready to go out with the car, say that I'm going to the gym or wherever he's going. Now he has a job. He he is driving, delivering food, and our hearts just like get tense because we don't know if our black boy is coming back home safe. That's our reality. As I prayed about all of this, my level of anxiety getting higher and higher. Talked to my daughter last week. I can hear the pain in her voice. The fear that she has for being a black woman in America. The sense that because of the color of your skin, you're not worth anything. That you are less than. So you have to spend a few days in this skin to know what it feels like to understand what it means to be a person of color you have to have this hair texture to understand i apply for a job and they find out that my name is not steve am i automatically gonna be put at the bottom of the interview list you got to understand when your child calls you and say, Daddy, I've been crying because of what I see and how I feel about being a black woman in this country. You as a father will have to say, Lord, how long? When a black man is afraid to go buy groceries for their family because they don't want to be accosted while driving being black. Got to understand. When sisters go to the, to the grocery store, folks are looking at them as if, how dare you come out here to our store? So the Lord has been speaking to me and say, God, this is, like the young folks would say, off the chain. What are we going to do? And I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, be still. And know that I am God. I say, God, my heart is broken. My people are suffering. Tears are being shed. COVID-19 is going crazy. People are losing their job. The political system in this country doesn't make no sense. We don't know what's going to happen in November. But I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, be still and know that I am God. Somebody right now is in a state of turmoil. The doctor has told you that the cancer has graduated from stage 2 to stage 3 or stage 4. Somebody right now is in a state of turmoil because your outgo is a lot more than your income. Somebody right now is in a state of anxiety because your house is not in order. Your heart 
has been broken. You are mourning. And I heard the Spirit of the Lord said, be still and know that I am God. So the Lord sent me to Psalm 46. The Lord said, I want, there are three things I want you to know, Gino. First of all, he said, know that the Lord is your very present help. Very present help. I'm going to break this down for you. Many of the Psalms in the Bible begins with the description of the psalmist crisis. But you see, Psalm 46 begins with confidence and trust. If you are reading with me, verse 1 says, The Lord is, come on somebody, our very present help, our refuge and strength. Every now and then, before you get to the crisis, you've got to remind your crisis who your God is. I wish I had a praying church this morning. Sometimes you got to tell the money trouble that your God is a provider. Sometimes you have to tell your illness that your God is a healer. Every now and then you need to let the problem know the God that you serve before you start praising God. So the psalmist start praising God before he even tells you what the problem is. Huh, before you even call your friend on the phone. Before you even call your pastor, the word of the Lord says, why don't you spend some time reminding the burden, reminding the affliction, reminding the trouble, the kind of God that you serve. And I dare you to praise God before you start telling God your burden. God will bring you through. He will deliver you. So the psalmist says, I don't know what I'm going through, but God is my refuge and strength. So as I was thinking about all of this stuff going on, God said, know that I am a very present help in trouble. Very present help. The psalm begins with confidence. John Wesley preached that psalm in 1750. And while he was preaching the psalm, there was an earthquake in London. And the earth was shaking. And the earth was moving. And he got to the second verse and he says, Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried out in the midst of the sea. Can I tell you? There is fire in California. Hurricane in the Gulf Coast. Turmoil in our economy and political system. But the psalmist says, we should not fear. Though Trump or Biden wins in November, we should not fear. Though people continue to be infected with COVID-19 and the number of fatalities increases, we should not fear. Though Congress fails to approve another uh, uh, round of stimulus package, we should not fear. Why? Because the Lord is our very present help. I, I'm not talking about the help of the past. I'm talking about right now, Connie. God will bring you through. You say, why is it that I can come to church every Sunday and praise in the midst of a pandemic? Because God is blessing me right now. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I believe that God will make a way right now. The psalmist said, the Lord is my very present help. Yeah, present 
help in trouble. Psalm 27. Psalm said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Well, I was preparing this and reading this. The Holy Spirit laid in my spirit. Let them buy all the guns that they're going to buy. Let them do all the things that they're going to do. Whom shall I fear? I don't care the size of your guns. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how much power you have. But the Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. I'm going to be still and know that God is able. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Can I tell you? Go ahead, Kelly. Get your hair done. Like the sisters would say, go ahead and get your hair did. Get on your car and go through the grocery stores. Take care of your business. Enjoy yourself. You have one life to live. You cannot live your life in a state of panic and anxiety. It'll give you heart problems. Reverend Paul always reminds us, that's one of our favorite texts. He always says, God did not give us a spirit of fear. But a power. I'm tired of living in fear. I'm tired of being afraid what people are thinking. How they looking at my skin color. I am black and beautiful. I wouldn't say something about my hair, but I don't have any. But if I had hair, I'm tired of living in fear. And the psalmist says, Whom shall I fear? Be still. And no, because God is our very present help. Be still. So I look up the word still. In the Hebrew, it comes from the Hebrew word rafa. It means to relax, to be quiet. In other words, those who know that God is their very present help can relax. Despite what's going on in the world, they don't have to fuss and argue with people. Folks call you out of your name, abuse you, mistreat you. Bless God for them. Let God, I've always tell folk, be careful what you say or what you do to a child of God. Be careful now. One of the reasons why I don't like to talk about folks behind that back, because I know God is always listening. Be careful what you say and what you do. The best thing that you can do for you is to bless instead of curse. Because God said, I will bless those who bless you. And guess what? The flip side of that is what? I will curse those. There are a lot of folk who are walking in curses because of the people they are cursing. I'm going to leave that one alone. Be careful. How you talk about Reverend Paula. Be careful how you talk about Gino. Be careful what you say about Malik. There are folk who are walking in curses because they don't realize that God will bless those who bless. And he will curse those who like to curse. So be still. Relax. You don't have to fuss and argue with folk. God is your very present help. And secondly, God said... Know that I, I am almighty and strong. I, 
And another way to deal with fear is by having confidence in the Lord who is mighty and strong. So in Psalm 46, the writer, he looked for God, he looked to God for help in time of crisis and found it. Can I tell you that God will give you your deliverance. He will bless you. He will empower you. He will equip you. He will deliver you. You must trust in the Lord with all your heart. And that is a psalm of trust. The writer says, the Lord is our refuge and strength. A very present help in time of trouble. The word present comes from the Hebrew words, which means to be found, to be encountered, to be discovered, to be detected, to be recognized, to prove to be sufficient or to be enough. All of that is what God will be in times of trouble. He will prove himself sufficient more than enough. We will know his presence as we have never known it before. He will be found in darkness. He will be found in times of trouble. The Lord will deliver because his name is Jehovah Jireh. We, we, we may not have known him to be present before, but because of what he is doing in our lives and sin from whence he has brought us, we know that God is a deliverer. No one can stop him. No one can defeat him. No one can challenge him. No one can resist him. He is God. Hey, you must walk with confidence in the Lord and trust in him. And, and relax. Sometimes you need to just go to sleep and let God work it out. Folks are staying up to 3 o'clock in the morning, trying to figure things out. Stop wasting your time on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, trying to find out what people are doing, how they are solving their problems. You need to go ahead and go to sleep and let God work it out. Drink some warm milk. Count whatever it is that folks do to go to sleep and let God work it out. I don't know what your burden is. I don't know what your trouble is, but I know the God that I serve. You got to remember that God has brought you this far. And the old folks would say, I don't feel no way tired. I I've come too far from where I started from. If God can deliver you last month, last year, when you did not have a job, he still put food on the table. When you were sick, he still healed you. When you were troubled, he still delivered you. If God could do it then, he could do it now because he's almighty and strong. So you got to trust in God and go to sleep. Relax. We got too excited. We walk around with attitudes. We get upset at folks, can't even have a cordial conversation, ready to snap because we are under stress. But, but the Lord said, bring me all your stress. Did he not? He said, bring me all your troubles. He is mighty and strong. 
So, as I see, after the, the murder of George Floyd, I was looking for a word from the Lord to help deal with my anger and frustration. I felt a sense of desperation because the present and the future look bleak for my children, my black children. And the word of the Lord sent me to Isaiah 41, verse 10, and he says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Those, check this out, that's the part that I love. Those who war against you shall be as nothing, as a non-existent thing. What does that mean? Well, in other words, you will not even have to worry about them at all. As N.C. Amor would say, I tell you my age, M.C. Amor would, would say, you can't touch this. In other words, you can talk about me all you want, but you can't, Shireen, touch this. You may not like me, but I'm still going to get promoted. Amen, somebody. You can't touch this. You may not want me in your neighborhood, but I'm still moving in. You cannot touch this because God is our very present help. He's mighty strong. You can stop my destiny. You can stop my purpose. You can stop the work of God. You can stop me from being the purpose that God has destined me to become because my God is more powerful than your hatred. My God is more powerful than your position. My God is more powerful than your money. God will deliver me despite trying to do to me. God said, be not dismayed. Those who war against you shall be as nothing, as a non-existent thing. In other words, you don't have to worry about them. For I, the Lord, your God, will hold your right hand. So I can understand what the psalmist would say. Lord is our very present help in times of trouble. But in verse 10, God said, be still. Psalm says, be still and know that I am God. So the third thing here, and I'm through. Know that the Lord will be exalted in the earth. Know that the Lord will be exalted in the earth. Though many black and brown people are weary and frustrated with the racism in this country. They need to know that justice delayed is not justice denied. We have to pray for the strength to wait on the Lord and be of good courage. All America is made to deal with its history of racism and segregation. We have to know that God is going to be exalted notwithstanding no sin will go unpunished and the just wrath of God will consume those who covertly or overtly condone 
racism, and injustice. God will be exalted among the heathens. He can make our enemies behave. The world is his and everything in it. No one will rob God of his glory. He will be exalted in every circumstance. God will, be conf will confound the wise and make the foolish smart. He will be exalted in politics and social issues. He will be exalted in the church house and in the White House. He is God. The Lord reigns supreme and is sovereign. He will be exalted in the courthouse and on Wall Street. He controls the bull market. He's in charge of the Japanese Nikkei, the Hong Kong Hensing, the Australian AX100, the British FTSE100, the German DAX, and the Canadian TSE 300. God controls the whole world. He will be exalted in Minneapolis, in Ferguson, in Los Angeles, in Washington, D.C. He will be exalted in Africa, in Asia, in Europe, in Australia, and in America. After all, who can stop him? So be still, brothers and sisters, and know that he is God. No matter what's going on, be patient and wait on the Lord. He is God. The Lord has made provision for you before you were even born. He knows all about you, even down to the very single, simple cells in your body. So what should we do? Continue to praise continue to worship, continue to serve, be faithful, be humble, and wait on God. Because if you do your part, God will always do his part. We have to be still and let God be God. So I want to close this with what I thought was very interesting. Do y'all know that Psalm 46 is the only Psalm in the Bible written specifically for women. That's the only psalm in the Bible that was written specifically for women. That is why it's called a psalm of the sons of Korah according to Alamoth. The word Alamoth is a feminine word in Hebrew. It means young virgins. In other words, the psalm was written specifically for a young virgin to sing in the temple. It wasn't written for me and you, Gino. I'm going to tell you why. It was written so that the voice, the soprano of the sisters of the young virgin, they were the only ones allowed to sing because the instrument that played during the singing of that psalm had the same pitch as the voice of the young virgins. So if you can see the imagery, the young virgins will come into the temple singing the psalm, and as they were singing the psalm, the instrument that was singing will accompany them in the same tune. So that's why the psalmist says, according to Alamoth. In other words, 
if you're not a young virgin who has the right voice, you know, you cannot sing the psalm. But the purpose of it is, it was a very distinct type of praise and worship that was expected to be given to God during the time of worship by these young virgins when the psalm was being sung. So a lot of thought had to be put in. Stay with me because I'm going to close this thing out. A lot of thought had to be put into the way, the preparation for the psalm to be sung. Because they understood that all the things that God had done, because of all of the blessings and because of all of the glory, because of all of the deliverance, when you come and sing that song, you can't come half-stepping, Connie. You got to be prepared and ready. In other words, the praise team has to make sure that you got your A game as you enter into the sanctuary to give God praise because you know what God has done for you. So only the qualified will come into the worship experience to praise God according to Alamoth. In other words, you got to spend some time with God on Saturday night before you can praise God on Sunday. In other words, you got to make sure that your spirit is aligned because you are praising the God of heaven. I wish the people of God would get their praise right. I wish the people of God would get their attitude right so that the instruments can align with the singing. When the musicians align with the singers, knowing that they're praising the ever-loving God and give God the praise that he deserves because you know what God has done for you. Somebody ought to give the mind mindset let me praise God the right way it was a psalm of Alamoth the young virgins were waiting for and looking forward to praising God because they know the Lord is our refuge I'm gonna be still I know things that don't make no sense, but I'm going to be still. I'm going to wait on the Lord and be of good courage. This wasn't just a regular praise. It was a special type of praise. According to Alamoth. See, I'm not a young virgin. I'm a man. But I want to give God, watch this now, an Alamoth praise. Reverend Paula, I know we all Reverend Paula, but I, but I, but I, 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 I just want to give God an Alamoth praise. I can sing like Serene. I can sing like Cunning, but I want to give God an Alamoth praise. I want to lift them up and give them an Alamoth praise because he's worthy. Because he's worthy. God is good. I wish I had two people who would give God an Alamoth praise. Watch this now. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. One writer says it was after David had defeated the Palestinians, the Philippines, Philistines, and he was coming into back into the city. The virgins were ahead of him. They were singing praise. And one writer says they were giving God Alamoth praise for David defeating the Philistine. In other words, when God has blessed you, when God has delivered you, when God has brought you through, you don't need nobody else. Get ahead of your own choir. 
and give God your own alamoth praise for the house that you live in, for the car that you drive, for the job that you have. Give God your own alamoth praise. And I tell you, if you praise God in the right way, if you remind God what he has done for you, if you praise God with an alamoth praise, the devil will be scared. Be still and know if you can't do nothing else during these crazy times, go to your house, enter your bedroom, close your door, and give God an alamoth praise. Uh, watch this now, Reverend Paula. I know I can sing like Serene, but I can do, I can holler. I can lift up my voices. Can y'all endorse me? Bless the name of the Lord. The Lord is worthy to be praised. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for me. Thank you, Lord, for every door that you've opened. Thank you, Lord, for every sickness that you've healed. You can close your door and lift up your voices and give God an alamoth praise. Be still and know that God is God. God bless you. Thank you for listening. It is our prayer that this message will enlighten and empower you to do the will of God. If you have a prayer request or prayer report or like additional information on Pleasant Grove Church or other recorded messages, come visit us in person or write to us at Pleasant Grove Church Post Office Box 3603, Cary, North Carolina, 27519, or call us at 919-363-5198, or visit us on the web at www.pgc-cary.org. Thank you again.